So welcome, this is another episode of Anxiety. So we've got Jane and Freya, the student support advisors. So we're going to be talking about the support that's available to you, really. So this should be a really interesting episode. So do you want to just introduce yourselves? Yeah, hello, everyone. So I'm Freya Griffin. Um, as Paul said, one of the student support advisors. And I'm mostly based at Clifton in the School of Arts and Humanities, um, but do also cover CBJ in the city as well as the Institute of Education over at Clifton. Hi, and I'm Jane Mason, um, also Student Support Advisor, and I cover four of the six departments of the School of Social Sciences, so I'm based at the city. Cool, so there's a Student Support Advisor in each academic school, so can you just tell us a bit more about your role and how you support students? Yeah, of course. So like you said, Paul, there is one of us in each school. So if, if you don't know who yours is, go and find that out just so that you know if ever you need them. And what we do is we support students who are experiencing difficulties that are impacts on their studies, really. And um, the caveat to that is if they're not already supported by another service. So if a student has um, DSA mentoring in place with the mental health team, their support would sit with the mental health team. Um, and the other thing is if a student's academic issues were secondary to maybe some well-being or mental health concerns they'd be best speaking to the well-being team first and they might then get back to us um, if they felt like they needed that SSA support afterwards. Um, some of the things we do in supporting students is we work with them, their tutors and wider support staff to help them get back on track or help them to make decisions about their studies. Um, as well as to help students engage with wider support and that might be within the uni itself or it might be externally within Nottingham City and we also provide specific support to particular groups of students and there are care leavers or those that are estranged from their families, our pregnant students, students where their circumstances relate to their gender identity um, and also students who experience sexual violence or assault. Now we have a dedicated, they call, she's called a, a sexual violence liaison officer. So we have a dedicated worker within the team who will work with those students. Um, and last year, a lot of, well, all of our support last year in the pandemic was online. It, it was really well received by students. And this year we're looking to be offering a mix of face-to-face -face, um, video and phone appointments. So hopefully there's something for everybody. Um, Jane, is there anything that I've missed or is there anything you've got to add? I don't think so. No, no, I think I think you've covered everything there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. What advice would you give to a student that might be struggling and, and is catching it early really important? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I would say is that we don't bite. <laughs> um, you know, we're here to help. Uh, we've all come into these roles as student support advisors because we love to help people. We love to support people. That's in our own nature. Um, so, you know, you'll find us calm and understanding. We don't pass any judgment on your circumstances. Um, we've dealt with all sorts of problems that students face here at uni so kind of nothing phases us really you're not going to tell us anything that we're going to be shocked by um, so please don't feel that you can't tell us things we've made it even easier to um, get in touch with us and to refer yourself into us this year because we've now got our own online form to complete so I'm sure Paul you'll put details of that somewhere <laughs> with the podcast yeah. um, so it's literally just click on the link and then you presented with an online form to fill in very quick and simple um, we don't 
speak to anybody else about you and your circumstances unless you give us permission to. So, for example, maybe if you're on a professional course and you're worried um, about sort of coming forward and saying you've got mental health problems because you're worried about how that might affect you on your course, we don't go off and tell your course that you've got mental health problems. That stays with between you and us, you know, and we support you with that. So please don't make that a barrier to coming forward for help. Um, I think that's kind of all I've got to say about that, Freya. Is there anything you want to add, anything I've missed? No, nothing from me. Just to echo, really, that, like Jane said, there is absolutely no judgment from us. We'd much rather you get in touch as soon as possible so that we can support you as, as straight away, really, so that things don't potentially snowball and get any worse. Um, if we're not the right people to be supporting you, we'll get you to where you need to go. So, so just, yeah, get in touch as soon as you can, if, if ever you need to. And we always do that in the campaigns that we send out. You know, it's OK sometimes not to be OK because we know mm. students hit challenges. But, you know, nobody should suffer in silence, should they? No, Especially with the support that's on campus. Yeah. Um, what sort of things do you do you mostly see? Is it a mixture of things or can you kind of underpin or is it different times of the year where you see different things? Yeah, so I would say there's, def there's some common themes throughout the year. So um, lots of wellbeing related concerns that are impacting their studies. Um, so things like managing stress, the impact that that can have on your lifestyle um, mental health difficulties that where maybe it's a new diagnosis or people haven't already got support in place um, so we'll help those students if they do have a diagnosis look at getting the right support in place for their mental health um, working with students who've fallen behind with their studies for whatever reason that doesn't need to be a, a well-being or a mental health reason things happen life happens and quite often we can see that someone's gone through a really difficult time that's then led to them their studies being impacted um, and when you think about particular points in the year so term one for example we can see lots of students who might be struggling to settle in for different reasons um, people who are unsure if their course is right for them um, maybe just the way of learning is quite new um, maybe not feeling that confident to reach out and ask for that support feeling like they can't do that because we get these messages of being in uni now and it's independent study and I think sometimes people think that that means that their tutors aren't as available but they absolutely are so yeah lots of helping to to normalize those things and to help people to feel comfortable accessing that support in term one really um Jane have I missed anything have you got anything else to add to any of that no I would just say um to realize that life throws us curveballs really and we can't we can't control those um and however however best you try at things these curveballs can just be thrown at you so for example you know students that we've dealt with may have had a bereavement of a really close relative a parent or brother sister that type of thing which is absolutely life-changing um they may have had a relationship breakup the marriage might have have bro broken up they might be going to court for various different reasons so all these are examples of things that can happen completely outside of university but will be having a massive impact on you and your ability to be a student as well as managing that that's going off in your life and that's what we're here to support with that sounds really good and I suppose you've, you've touched on this a little bit. I remember my first 
few weeks at uni it was it was exciting but the settling in phase I found it really difficult so that kind of transition and settling in is is can be quite challenging for some students because they they kind of come in from all different parts of the country and sometimes different parts of the world so have you got any advice around um, helping students settle in? Yeah I think um, I would say to recognise like what you've just said Paul that it is it is difficult you know lots and lots of students do struggle so to acknowledge that to yourself and to give yourself time um, it is a big life-changing event coming to uni so to be kind to yourself and to understand that it is going to take time to feel settled in um, be open with your family and friends, share with them how you're feeling. Don't sort of gloss over it and make out that everything's okay. You know, tell them that you're struggling, tell them that you, you're feeling homesick. It's better off to release those feelings um, rather than bottling them up. So you're not particularly looking for answers off those family and friends back home, but you're just wanting to release the feelings of how, of how you're feeling inside so that you can share them um, and you will feel Feel better for doing that. I think you've got some other tips, haven't you, Freya, as well on that one? Yeah, yeah. So um, I would always also say just remembering things you enjoyed before you came to uni. Um, so making sure you find time for those things, whether it's a sport, whether it's something socially, music, even you time, um, remembering things that have made you feel good before and finding the time for that. Um, know that it's not always the case that people click with their housemates or their course mates straight away it does take some time to make relationships and make those friendships but maybe look outside of of your housemates and your course mates to meet people with shared interests um, there's loads of chances to do that as well at uni so making use of those op opportunities um, like Jane said scheduling time to speak with family and friends back at home um, know that you're not alone in feeling this way um, and I'd say try not to go home straight away give yourself that time to settle in I mean I was a student many years ago now and I remember in my first few weeks I wasn't settling in very well um, I'd gone home and I remember sitting down with my mum and saying I do not want to go back and I just stay here and she was like no you're going back um, and I did and a couple of weeks later she could never get me home because I'd settled in and those first few weeks were out of the way but I think if if I decided to stay home then I, I might not have found it as easy to come back it might have been a bit harder to settle in then um so yeah I would say just try and try and stay put at least for the first few weeks give yourself time to settle in to meet new people um and just be kind to yourself with it be gentle on yourself oh that that's such a good advice that is that giving yourself that time because I think sometimes when you're out your comfort zone which you know transition brings it's you kind of can be irrational can't you thinking oh this is not for me I may as well just leave and yeah but, um, definitely if you give give yourself time so I suppose linking in with that the making the friends is is something that may come quicker for some students so have you got any advice around kind of I suppose it links to that settling in don't it and making mm. friends yeah definitely and it does for some people they'll seem like they settle in so quickly and if if everyone's comparing themselves to those people they might feel like they're the only one that's not but can absolutely assure you if if you're not feeling like you're settling in that well or that quickly you're not going to be on your own and thinking about how you can make friends and find your people um 
I touched on it a minute ago, just take up all opportunities to do that. So have a, um, conversations with the people in your sessions or in your lectures, maybe suggesting going for lunch or doing something in the gap if you have an hour in between lectures rather than all go back to your room. Why didn't you say, should we do something in this hour and know that if someone can't, um, it's probably that they've got genuine reasons. Don't don't hold on to that or take that personally. Oh, don't let that stop you from suggesting things next time. Um, set up WhatsApp groups with your flat or with your course so that you can all keep in touch. Um, look at what's available through the Students' Union as well, because they have absolutely loads on offer. So um, I looked the other day and I think they've got over 150 societies now. So there's loads and loads of things to choose from. It's not just about sport. It's not just about drinking. Um, you can even start your own, I've seen. So if there's a few of you that share the same interest, you could start your own society. Um, there's also community groups. Um, and I've seen that they have something called give it a go activities. So they're kind of one off activities that you can go and try something new, meet new people. They've got things from costume making to games nights. There's, there's loads going on on there. Um, and similar to that, NTU Sport have loads, obviously, if you're quite sporty already. Uh, but they also have the play for fun. So trying something new maybe in terms of a physical activity side of things just trying something new and it's not competitive it's again about meeting new people you might go along to some of these sessions and meet someone that you really click with and that's the start of a great friendship um, there's other things that you can get involved in lots of volunteering for some students they find their friends through part-time work um, there is really loads of opportunities and I would just say take up the opportunities available to you if you go along to something and it's not your thing you don't need to go along it again you're not you're not over committing yourself but at least you know you've tried something it's not for you you can figure out what might be a better fit for next time jane have you got anything else to add to that one yeah i'd just say like don't put too much pressure on yourself and sort of think that there's got to be this formal kind of oh hello my name's so and so literally will you be my friend because it doesn't have to be as formal as that you know you're all starting this university life together so everybody's a bit nervous everybody's seeking to make those connections so it's just really about sparking a conversation so if you're sharing a flat with others take yourself to the kitchen where you're going to be have a chance to meet other people and like I say don't say oh my name's so-and-so will you be my friend so to say oh where where you know where have you put your stuff what cupboard are you having or oh what room are you in or oh, what course are you on sort of more of like a, a question that would then spark conversation because you can guarantee that other person is feeling as nervous and wanting to make friends as much as you are so they're going to welcome that open question that triggers a conversation you know and if they want to stop and chat to you they'll, they'll stop and they'll they'll ask questions back to you and that's how it starts so whatever situation you find yourself in maybe leaving a lecture just you know as you're walking out with somebody just ask them a question or pass a comment about, oh, that was an interesting lecture, wasn't it? Or, oh, what did you think to that? Or something like that. You know, it doesn't have to be this very formal, oh, my name's so-and-so and I'm on this course and I'm looking for a friend <laughs> because we would all feel silly doing that. <laughs> we we talked about students hitting the bumps in the road and we all fit, hit challenges and we never know what's around the corner, do we really? And we might be bringing some issues to university with us. So, I suppose the question is, how can a student look after their own well-being? 
What I would say is we all have a limit of what we can take on day to day, week to week um, before things get too much for us. Um, anyone is going to feel stressed. I don't think that's just a student thing. It's just a life thing. But it, we know that particularly the transition into uni and the new life, the new way that you're living, that you're learning, it can be really stressful. So it's so important to have really positive ways of managing your well-being. Um, so again, I think I mentioned it earlier, think about what you enjoy. So your hobbies, if you've got any sports interests, whether it's alone time, your home comforts, make time for those things and um, regularly checking in with yourself as well. So when I say that, I mean, like, how's my sleep? Am I eating the right things? Am I eating regularly? Am I drinking a bit too much? Um, am I getting out and about a bit? Am I speaking to people? Am I speaking to my family? And if you start to notice that you're feeling quite stressed, maybe check in with how those things are doing. And sometimes you can find that actually I've not been sleeping so much because I've been going out a lot and then I've been tired all day and I've been too grumpy to make those phone calls. So just checking in, that, making sure that you're doing all of these things that we know help us to feel better. Um, be kind to yourself. Um, we're often the hardest on ourselves than we ever would be on somebody else. I know I'm definitely guilty of that. Um, so just reflect how you're how you're talking to yourself. It's okay to not feel great. It's okay to have a bad day or even a bad week. Um, sometimes to just be accepting that this isn't the best week for me. Um, what can I do to look after myself? Okay, and and set those non-negotiables for yourself. Um, and be kind as you do it. Don't be too hard on yourself if you don't get through everything you want to be doing. Um, and we know students can have loads of demands on them, particularly around deadlines. Um, so in terms of managing your well-being, then I always think putting a bit of a plan in place can be really helpful. So not just from a study side, because you're, you're human beings too. So a study and life side, so that you can plan everything that you need to be doing. Uh, from a uni perspective but also from you socially and you well from a well-being perspective so you can see everything that you've got coming up and if it's looking like it's too busy then you need to start making decisions of what can be cut back on right now while you get through this busy time um, and the library can help you to do that as well they, they have sessions that you can book in um, to go over your planning and always remember to reward yourself so once you get a piece of work in, don't just think, right, what, what's next? Sometimes it's better to just have some time to chill out, reward yourself for all your hard work, everything that you've done, so that you can kind of get rid of all that from your brain and just relax a little bit, ready to go again. So it's, it can be better to put that pause in than expect yourself to work at 100 miles an hour all the time because you're just going to frazzle yourself out. Um, and like I said, we've all only got so much of that that we can take. So, yeah, really giving yourself that time to rest and to to reward yourself is I'd say is a good thing too um Jane have you got anything else for that one um not not really I mean I would just say everything you said Freya about all these different activities I liken it to having your own little toolbox mm. so sort of think of it as a toolbox of all that you're going to open up and then you can look at whatever it is in your toolbox that makes you happy that sort of counteracts that stress. So like you said, if you already know that you love to go for a run or you love to do sports or you love to listen to heavy rock music and dance around your bedroom, then if that's what floats your boat and that's what makes you happy, then that's in your toolbox. So 
if you're already acknowledging and using these things in kind of normal times when you're not too stressed then when you do hit a bump in the road and you are under pressure with deadlines and exams looming go in that toolbox and get those things out that you know that you love and put them into practice because they they will help you get through those harder times as well I like Thank that you. toolbox, Jane. <laughs> Good. I remember reading a book and they, they suggested before you go to sleep, um, list 10 things that have been good about the day. Mm, I'm usually yeah. falling asleep after five, but I quite like that because usually you're worrying about the work that you've got to do and other things going off. And sometimes that prevents you going to sleep. Yeah, um, you can lose sight of all the things you've done in the day as well, can't you? If, if you're just thinking of what you've got to do the next day, you can lose sight of actually this has gone really well today yeah so I really like that idea yeah so I suppose it's it's noticing when we are under pressure and I suppose it's not just looking after ourselves it's looking out for other people as well so definitely for me when I'm stressed I suppose sleep is the first thing to go because my head's kind of going at 100 miles an hour and then um, my appetite goes so what kind of signs and symptoms could you expect somebody to look out for in themselves yeah, it, it is really. And like like you've said, um, sleeping and eating habits can change. Someone's personality can change as well. So maybe if they've gone from being quite a social bubbly person and then suddenly you, you think oh, they're a bit withdrawn or their mood's a bit grumpy, um, that can be a sign. People's appearance as well, because another thing that tends to go if somebody's feeling a bit stressed, anxious or depressed is that they kind of stop looking after themselves. So they can't be bothered to shower. They can't be bothered to do the hair. They can't be bothered to wear clean clothes. So, you know, if you sort of notice that your friend is looking a little bit different or not quite themselves, then that could be a sign, you know, an indication as well definitely being withdrawn not wanting to go out so maybe that your friend is turning down your invites to go out or not answering your your messages that you're sending them or giving excuses um they're all signs just avoiding those social situations and missing lectures you know it, it could be the missing lectures because they've not slept well all night and they're oversleeping you know not getting up on time or it could be that they're missing lectures because of the social interaction and the social side of it um you know there's, there's a few factors there um like you say changing in the eating and the sleeping it's all kind of connected really um and just not keeping up with the work and they can seem distracted as well so as you maybe try and hold a conversation with them they're just looking like they're just not really interested in what you're saying that because they've got the head so full of other worries and concerns that they can't take on board what you're saying to them and sometimes you'll find that their eye contact goes as well so maybe before you've always had a good sort of relationship where you can have a, a chat and a bit of banter or whatever and that you know they're giving you good eye contact and maybe that might change so that they're sort of looking down looking away avoiding your contact as well I think you know as you get to make these connections and make these friends you'll get to know these people so it will be quite apparent if that person changes if the personality changes or the way about them changes either the look of them or the fact that they're suddenly turning these opportunities down whereas last month they were really keen to do that and all of a sudden they don't want to do it so I think if you just sort of tap into that person 
it's quite easy to sort of pick up these little signs, kind of like warning signs that something's amiss. Have you got anything further, Freya? Have I missed anything? No, I think you said that really, really nicely. <laughs> Just changes. Like you said, you know, you know if people around you something's changed for them maybe just mm. check in ask them if they're all right no highlight that you've seen like there's is everything okay I've noticed you were coming out a lot and now you're not gives them the chance to say if they want to but it also lets them know that you're there and you're you're ready to yeah. listen when yeah. they when they're ready to talk um so now I think that's everything yeah. really and I think sometimes I've seen this on your training Paul it's no good just asking once if they're okay because mm -hmm. it's so automatic if somebody says to you all right and you go yeah yeah I'm fine that's your mm -hmm. automatic reply but then if you take that time just to ask it for a second time maybe rephrase it like you say sort of give your explanation oh I've noticed this so I'm just wondering mm -hmm. how things are then it it makes them know that you are actually truly asking not just you know the polite yeah. thing that we do day to day um and then that person might then open up and take the time to say well actually now you've asked yeah this i'm feeling this way or this is wrong so yeah, yeah. i suppose it's easy for us to say no i'm absolutely fine and soldier mm -hmm. on and and yeah. tell ourselves that it'll just go away it'll blow over it's just a phase i'm going through at the minute but Usually more than not, like Leah Freya said, it, it, it can escalate into something more serious. So would you say kind of catching it early is, is a good thing and reaching out for that support? And I suppose talking about it, do you find, does that make all the difference in terms of helping somebody? Yeah, so I think in terms of talking about it, I'm sure Jane's the same. Like we'll get messages from students after appointments where they say, it just felt so good to get it out there and to see yeah. what's going on and we've not actually done anything and we've just listened mm. um and that's helped them to feel better and I think sometimes we can things can be in our head and they're so much worse but when we say it out loud we can start to see that actually it's not as bad as we think it is or we can maybe start to rationalize things a little bit more as we're saying it out loud um to help things to feel better and I say the same to my students see is there somebody that you can talk to right now and sometimes they'll say no no but then I'll speak to them again and they've spoke to someone and they feel better that someone knows how they're feeling um but also that they've been able to say how they're feeling and quite a lot of the time um people go through similar things at different times so to hear that you're not alone is comforting in itself um and yeah like you said Paul in terms of reaching out for that support as early as possible i'd say yes it is really important um but if for any reason that's not been able to happen don't let that stop you from reaching out for support because it's better to reach out as soon as you can than just to not at all um reaching out as as early as possible just firstly help students to um talk about their worries and their concerns rather than sitting on it um and that could potentially help them feel much better much sooner and not be sitting on that potentially getting more and more stressed or more worried and and isolating themselves more as, as it starts to impact their well-being um, but it also means that us from a practical perspective we can start to support people to look at their options to prevent things from snowballing but also to get back on track with their studies so that things don't keep getting worse and worse in that perspective um, there is loads on offer um support wise for students and um, 
and you just don't you're not going to know what that is or we're not going to know that you're struggling unless unless you tell us really and that's the same for students that we've worked with before so if we've worked with somebody but maybe that that work was done we don't routinely check in with people so we really we really rely on them to step forward and ask for that support there's never any judgment we're not going to think anything if you've got yourself in a similar situation to you had last time we would just rather that you reach out for that support um, and I think something that is important to know is particularly around busy times students might have been thinking about reaching out for support for a little while um, but not done it for whatever reason and then when they do reach out they might not be able to get an appointment as soon as they'd like so I always think it's better to reach out earlier because then you're not going to be waiting any longer than necessary and if we can get something to you over email while you wait for an appointment we absolutely will um but yeah just re get in touch with us as soon as you can if it's been a, if you're hearing this and you've been meaning to get in touch with us don't just think I can't now it's been too long I should have asked sooner as soon as you can get in touch just do it then we can start supporting you um, I feel like I've rambled a little bit with that one, Jane. Have you got anything to add? <laughs> no, no, not at all, really. I mean, just to reiterate what you know, what you've said, it is about try where you can to reach out to us as soon as you recognise that that there's that issue there, because things are only going to mount up and things are only going to snowball, um, which is going to make you feel worse and more stressed over that period of time. So if we can nip it in the bud and kind of work with you as soon as you're identifying issues, you know, maybe you've not managed to hand a piece of work in because of whatever's going off in your life. Well, come to us at that point on that first piece of work that you can't hand in because if we mount that up and over time you miss your second piece of work and your third and then before we know it we're sort of at Easter and nothing's been handed in you've got an awful lot of stress built up there for you because of all those missed pieces you know and they've obviously got to be addressed we've obviously got to work with your course team to help you manage these pieces of work that you've not been able to do so let's do it on that first piece of work rather than on the sixth or the seventh piece of work you know that that's all I would say and obviously taking into account that for some people it it does take time for you to step forward so like Freya says I'm not at all suggesting or oh, you can't come to us if you're on your sixth or seventh piece of work that you've not handed in but hopefully we're helping you to recognise that it's far easier to step forward in the early stages of a problem forming so that we can help you far quicker, you know, and get you back on track far better for you. Yeah, we've got more room to work with, haven't we, earlier mm, in the year than yeah. quite close to the end of the year. There's not a lot of time to to help get back on track if, if, if it's in those last few last mm. few weeks of term, really, or, of, of the year. Um, but also just saying, thinking about that, if if you don't feel comfortable to reach out to us, you could ask one of your friends to do it and they could actually fill in our form on your behalf with your permission. And then we will make that contact with you mm -hmm. or you can ask one of your tutors to do it. Um, they know who we are and they would be more than happy to do it. If that's going to get you where you need to go um, and you feel more comfortable with someone else making that initial contact, ask them. Cool. So I suppose moving on from that is how, how do students do that? How do they kind of access the support to get to get the help they need? 
So I, th I think we've probably already covered it, but I'll recap it because it's a really important piece of information. So we've got this brand new form on our website that you can just click on. So Paul, you're going to put the info somewhere yeah. on the podcast thing. So you're going to have a clickable link there that's going to take you off to our website. It gives a brief explanation of what our role is um, and then a clickable link that's an online form, really quick and simple to fill in. It's literally name, student number, date of birth, what the issue is, how you think it's affecting your studies. Um, click the send button, off it off it floats to us into our inbox and then we action it from there and somebody would be in touch with you. Like Freya said, if you don't feel comfortable to do it yourself, there's also facility on that form for somebody else to refer you to us. So maybe get a friend to do it, even mum or dad can do it, an academic member of staff can do it. So long as they've got your consent and permission to make the referral, we can take the referral from mostly anybody, really, if the consent is there. So that's a good option as well. And then in the same way, we can turn that round. So as we were just touching on previously, if you're worried about a friend and a friend's wanting help, then you can fill that form in for your friend as long as the friend sort of says it's okay to do that. So you can use that referral form in a couple of different ways, um, really quick and simple, and, and that's all you need to do. That's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's good. We're, we're really glad to have this form this year. It is really, really quick, really easy, and it yeah. gets straight to where it needs to go. Good stuff. I suppose that helps, don't it, if it's, if it's an easy process. So... Um, so last question is, can you give top tips around, I suppose, just keeping well at university? I like lists, Paul. I like <laughs> bullet points and lists. Um, I think it really helps to give yourself a structure when you're at university because you've probably had a good structure at school, a nice sort of heavy timetable, something for every hour of the day and probably much the same at college as well. But when you come to uni, there's a lot of self-directed study time. So there's a lot of potential to sort of float and not quite know what to do with yourself if you're not in a, in a guided lecture or seminar. So this can be difficult for some students that can sort of find themselves not really knowing what to do, sort of putting off that self-directed study, finding something else to do instead. And that's when that can cause issues because they start to fall behind. So give yourself a little structure, however you want to do it. She can do something on an Excel spreadsheet, whatever works for you. But either do a little timetable, a little plan or some bullet points for each day or a little list to do list or something like that. The satisfaction you get when you cross something off your list or ticket is amazing. And I love it to have a little list every day <laughs> and then tick things off. So I would definitely sort of recommend that and it sort of helps you just to keep on top of things not put things off and make sure you're sort of doing everything you need to do I'm a big fan of lists as well Jane <laughs> <laughs> shall I give one yeah you go yeah so I would say um I guess it relates to my own personal experience but also experiences of, of students that I've worked with give yourself time to settle in um everyone's on this journey together some people settle in really quickly some people don't um you're absolutely not going to be alone um stay true to yourself as well in doing that so don't feel obliged to go on every night out 
if that's not really your thing, find other ways to socialise. There will be people that share the same interests as you, um, whatever that is, and just put yourself out there, step out of your comfort zone a little bit to find those people. And you will be so, so glad that you did. Um, I've worked with students before where they, they're really into their music and then they have, um, they've gone to, I think there's like an indie society within the students union, then they all went to a band night at Rock City and they all stayed great friends throughout their studies. So that's just finding your kind of people really. And when you find them, you'll be really glad that you did and give yourself that time to find them. I just think be really mindful of what you're eating and drinking. Um, basically, you know, eating the right food, a healthy diet is going to fuel your body and your mind. It's so easy when you sort of get stressed or get busy doing things to miss meals, to snack on things. And those snacky things might not always be the best thing to eat. Or maybe you're living off takeaways because you're not quite sure how to cook something or you just can't be bothered or you haven't got time. But all of that really affects your concentration and your focus and your mental health. We don't realise just what an effect, you know, food, diet, drink can have on those elements of us. So just, you know, if you're not feeling great, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling tired, if you can't focus on things, then just have a look at what you're actually eating and drinking and just make some little tweaks to that. And you'll probably find that that has a positive effect on those things. Just to say, um, make the most out of opportunities that are available to you. Um, you'll see loads going on in these first few weeks, um, but don't feel overwhelmed by that. Um, you don't need to get involved with everything straight away. Um, but throughout your studies, the Students' Union have loads going on. You'll, you hear about stuff through your course, um, maybe through your sport, if you're into sports. Um, make make the most out of opportunities that are available to you that you, that you can make the most out of. We wouldn't want people to look back and wish that they'd, they'd done more or they'd taken up more opportunities. Um, you can try things and realise they're not for you, and that's fine. Like I said earlier, you, you can move on and find the next thing that's for you. Um, but yeah, there, there's always so much going on and we love to hear from our students of what they've been getting involved mm. with too. We, we hear lots usually after the summers when people have been on trips away and things or volunteering abroad. Um, yeah, have a look at what's out there. Go looking for it. Um, and I'm sure you'll come across something that, that would interest you. I think that's key, isn't it? Because I think your uni course aside, the kind of the life experience that you mm. get from uni, because there's yeah. so much you can get out of it sometimes you just gotta you gotta go for it and you yeah and it does go really quick I know three or four years yeah. seems like such a long time but it flies by mm. um so yeah it just it just does pass you by really quickly um so it's good to take up all of those things great stuff thank you very much some really good top tips and advice there so I'll drop all the info in the description. So thanks, Freya. Thanks, Jane. I hope you enjoyed it. And, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah you definitely. Thank you for having us. Thanks very much.